Welcome to the Man Child Chronicles podcast, where four friends talk entertainment, fatherhood, and sports, all with sarcasm, comedic timing, and a healthy dose of toxic masculinity. Let's welcome our hosts, Ryan, John, Mike, and Jay. Growing up never took so long. Oh, yeah. Welcome in, Man Child Chronicles. Uh, we're doing a little sports segment edition tonight. WrestleMania 39. Dig it. We're going to rise to the cream of the crop and we're going to go over every match. Well, I'm here with my two best friends tonight, Mike and John. Maybe his brother, Jay, and special <laughs> guest, Ant. Let's get into it. Dig it, brother. That's that's what you call muscle memory from yeah, 61 yeah. episodes. <laughs> the worst part is I've, I've known Ryan longer than anyone. <laughs> I'm the one that's... So it's fine. I let's, love you. Let's call out the elephant in the room that you can't see, but you won't be able to hear. John, our beloved John, unfortunately had to... Uh, fulfill some prior obligations this evening. So he unfortunately had to bow out of the uh, WrestleMania recap episode, but we, John, if you're listening now, we love you. We miss you. We're excited to uh, have you back this Friday. We replaced you with Ant. Ant, welcome, buddy. (laughs) Thank you. Good to be back. Good to be back. John's first. Not not replacing, just subbing. John's uh, first episode he ever missed. So we will acknowledge him. Oh, wow. let's, let's get into it. WrestleMania 39, uh, two night event, spectacular. I thought it was great. Saturday night, I felt was better than Sunday night. Uh, the matches on Saturday just kept getting better. Yep. Sunday night was the night of uh, mishaps, and I love chaos and I enjoyed it. Uh, Ant, what did you think of WrestleMania 39? Holistically, uh, absolutely spectacular from, from just being a fan's point of view, uh, that, that point of view it was just awesome to watch. Great time watching it. Um, then analytically watching each match and then hearing the stuff behind the scenes. I mean, it's the most successful WrestleMania ever. I think they said $27 million over two days. Wow. Eight. Oh, man. Wow. How do you beat How do you top that next year in Philadelphia? Can you? I guess we'll find those charge more for tickets. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, overall, I absolutely love this show. Uh, I'll tell you what. Um, and my my wife says it every year. There's something about WrestleMania that just brings out this 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 kid in me. Like when the show opens up and you see this, and and even though they're doing the stage reveals now, it's not the same. Like that doesn't. You're like, okay, that's a cool stage, you know, whatever. But when the show actually starts and all the people are there, and you see like that first entrance, it just it gives you that feeling of awe and wonder. It does. And so, um, I I wish I would have been more self aware to follow my dreams uh, when I was a kid because I would have been on that show. But uh, but that that's all right. I'll I'll just uh, live vicariously and un- unhealthily through my kids. So <laughs> <laughs> you will be a wrestler. You will. <laughs> um, but no, it was it was a great weekend. Uh, the whole show held my attention really well. It was a great card. Um, I'm super excited to uh, to get into the deets. Uh, Jay, thoughts? 
speaking of kids, it's so much fun watching wrestling with your kids and they're all just sitting on the couch and you, I would, I find myself looking over at them and just watching their eyes bug out at the TV and mouth agape. And they're just like, wow. And so it's super fun to, to have kids and watch wrestling with them. Uh, Cause it's one of those things where I really enjoyed it as a kid during my teenage years, I just, I didn't really have anyone to watch it with. So I kind of quit and then hanging out with Mike, he brought me back into it. And now having my kids there, it just, it makes it special. WrestleMania 39, in my opinion, delivered um, great matches, great show. uh, Very fun time. Let's get right into it. Let's start off with, uh, you can't see me. Uh, Just kidding. We're going to start off with Brock versus, as John says, almost. Almost. Uh, we, my say, buddy, we said very fun time and first match, Brock and almost. Okay. Yeah. My, uh, <laughs> my, my friend from South Dakota, Brock Lesnar versus almost almost came out, uh, looked terrible. I don't know if he can do much better in his outfit. Cause he's so big, but he's so boring. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so boring match went exactly how I thought it was going to go. I was hoping for, like what Michael talked about on the wrestle chat podcast that Brock would uh, just beat the crap out of him because he did something he wasn't supposed to, but it never happened. I don't think, but uh, I always enjoy Brock Lesnar. I know a lot of people didn't like that match, but anytime I get to see Brock, especially on the big stage, I love it. What was your thoughts on that one? Ant? I, I thought, what do you expect from the match? <laughs> like, there was, there's nobody going to be flying around there. I mean, don't the only flying around was when, when almost uh, through uh, Brock Lesnar at the beginning of the match, that was like the most flying that you'll ever see in that match. But see, I think they got what they wanted out of it. You got uh, a couple of suplexes. You got a, you got an F five, you got an attempted F five. Then you get the F five. So you had the anticipation and then the, uh, then the, the actual move. And even a question whether Brock was hurt after trying, trying that and successfully doing it. So, I mean, I think it delivered exactly what it was supposed to be. And I'm glad it was the first match night too. Yeah. I, I, I was glad to have it get over, but the shade of Brock, what color do you call that? (laughs) If I'm trying to paint a bedroom, I'm like, I really want Brock Lesnar's face after doing the almost F five. I need that on my daughter's accent wall. Every time he goes through a grueling match, this is kind of morbid, but he's the same color as most of my kids came out of the womb. (laughs) Like, like he's just this awkward mix of red and purple. He is. Like, it's like he was just birthed. Um, I I actually, as much as I took a dump on that match uh, on uh, the Russell Chat podcast, um, uh, with new episodes every Saturday, by the way, um, <clears throat> nailed it. Uh, 10 a.m. ish. <laughs> ish. <laughs> I, uh, ish. That match actually went uh, better than I thought it was going to. A lot of props to Brock because he pretty much told the entire story by himself. Yep. <laughs> and, yep. Yep. and so, uh, you know, a, a, bro- a lot of people, uh, I got to get through this because we got a lot to cover, but uh, Brock gets overlooked a lot for storytelling just because he's such a brawler and like a mean guy, but it's these situations where his true like depth of talent is really highlighted because he told a story in that match completely despite almost, almost, almost told a match or told a story about (laughs) the match. So, uh, but yeah, good match overall for what it was. 
Let's get into the first match of Saturday night. Austin Theory versus John Cena. And my favorite part of this match was when John Cena came out and his music hit and he did the stuff with the kids. And I was super ready to go for the match. And then I was disappointed in the match. But Who are you? I, I wanted uh, Cena just looked a little rough to me. Um, I really wanted him to win, uh, but he didn't. Um, but I get why Theory won. Old guys usually don't win in matches. They put people over, so I get it. Um, but it was nice seeing, just like Brock, always nice seeing uh, a legend out there in WrestleMania, especially kicking it off. Got me excited. I agree. I thought that I thought it was a. It felt like, and we talked about this on on Saturday morning as well. It felt like a match that we got Cena on. Did he want to do this match? I don't really think he did. I don't really think he was wanting this match, and it kind of showed. Um, and he it didn't seem like he really got ready for it either. Uh, he, you know, talk, they talk about ring rust a lot. He hasn't been in the ring, but twice, maybe three times in the entire year. And that was in, in, you know, in a, in not in a calendar year, but in a year's time. And one of those is a WrestleMania match. That's, mm-hmm. that's kind of strange, especially for John Cena. Yep. Yep. Uh, it, it was okay. The same Ryan, I, it is what it is. I, if I remember, I thought I said that John was going to go over. So I was surprised, um, at the, uh, outcome. I thought for Cena looking like he phoned it in, uh, I, I thought he was surprisingly, uh, performed well, uh, for, I did not know that man could get that pale. Like we have never seen him so pasty and ghostly and, and where I really saw it was around his ankles. Like his upper body was, you know, a little pale, but, but boy, like his ankles, they had to adjust the camera brightness. Uh, but, uh, it was okay. It was okay. I'm glad I watched it. Um, I'm glad for theory. I mean, when, when you get to go over John Cena, that's no small thing. And so looking at it from the personal side for him, it was probably a cool thing for theory, but for the rest of us, it was neutral. So I just thought John Cena finally looked human. He's pale. (laughs) He's tiny. It was the tiniest I've ever seen him. And he has this like huge bald spot on the back of his head. Wow. Oh, Cena, you are aging not like a fine wine. This is what right. it feels like for Ryan to see Hulk Hogan. I get it now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> and we yeah. found out that, that Michael has an ankle fetish. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's a we thing. did find that out. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> who, has a, who has a lighter skin between them? Is it Seamus or John Cena? It's got to be close, right? Yeah. It was, I feel like it was John yesterday. <laughs> That's pretty bad. I know, especially after a couple of chops on, on Sheamus. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's get to the next next match. We'll lead right into it. Gunther, Sheamus, and McIntyre. And I, I, Man. I tell you what, I like this match. It was fun. I like them smacking the absolute crap out of each other. They're all bleeding. So Their chests look terrible. Uh the crowd, man, they were in it for Sheamus, and it made it exciting. The crowd made that match for me really excited, and I was, I was like, I want Sheamus better win this now, and he didn't. But uh, Gunter won. Um, I really want him to hold the title and and beat the honky tonk man streak because that guy should not have the record. <laughs> Most days yeah. of the that guy just got it because people kept getting injured all the time. But great match, I loved it. Uh, it 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 fulfilled me and everything it could have for that match. 
couldn't agree more. I thought that was one of one of the best matches of the night was uh, those three. I mean, I, I know a triple threat match is hard sometimes. It's hard to tell a story with three different people. Somebody always ends up, you know, laying for 10 minutes outside the ring yep. and uh, and getting all their strength back. But uh, that one was just, it was great all the way around and, and laying, laying hits in. It was, it was solid. I, man, as much as I wanted to be a professional wrestler, it's those guys that would have ruined it for me. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, it's, they like, have killed you. It's, it's because it's like, it's like, I understand we want to put on a good show, but now you're just trying to hurt me. Now you're just yep. trying to make this, you know, as painful as humanly possible. But it was an excellent match. Tons of yep. excitement. Just dudes hungry for it. Super glad. Uh, Gunta kept kept the 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 title uh i agree i think he needs to go all the way with it um and uh yeah just five star match all around yeah yeah when uh my kids were super excited for Seamus uh Channing um my uh my 10 year old he loves Seamus he's like that's one of his favorite characters to fight with so he was and Channing has some red hair so he was Super excited for Sheamus. And at one point when it was just, I mean, it was Sheamus and Drew for quite a while at the end there. And I think my kids forgot that uh, uh, Gunther was even in the match. And all of a sudden he runs in and just smokes everybody. (laughs) I was like, I'm like, yeah, kids, he's been resting. So (laughs) he saved up his energy while Sheamus and Drew just beat the snot out of each other. It was fun. I'll get to one of my favorite matches of night one, the men's four-way tag team match. Um, you guys might have to help me out with the names here. Cause I don't know if I, I know alpha Academy, uh, Viking Raiders, Viking, oh, Viking Raiders, uh, Braun Strowman Mon- and Ricochet Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. Yes. Street profits. Street profits. Yeah. Street, street profits. profits. Yeah. And, uh, wasn't looking forward to this match. Thought for sure. It's a cool down match and Holy cow. Did they deliver? That was uh, such an excited flying all over the place. Every big guy was flying. They did an awesome seven-person uh, suplex, and Ricochet yep. jumped on him. Uh, Braun did his ring around the rosy and just got <laughs> smacked. And it was uh, it was so fun to watch. That, that was so entertaining. I love matches like that that don't mean nothing, but boy, do yeah. they fulfill, they fulfill you entertaining wise. Yep. I hope that they call it that from now on. The ring around the rosy. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Did you hear Michael Cole? Here goes Braun Strowman with a ring around the rosy. <laughs> My God, it's the ring around the rosy. <laughs> no, I agree with that. And I think if 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 no one's checked on Ricochet, he's still flying. I think uh, yeah. the shooting star off the top rope. He had to get close to the roof, right? I know that thing was way up there, but she's and that one exceeded what I thought the match would be. I mean, there's some that you kind of just go, yeah, that's what I think that was supposed to happen. That match, I mean, she's Louise. It wasn't, it didn't, sometimes those feel like spot fests. That one was, but it didn't feel like it. It felt like these just kind of organically happening, happening. And, And what a, just a great job all the way around with those guys. I think I, I think I might've texted you, uh, 
maybe during that match and was like, uh, did you know that Ricochet actually has uh, a private pilot's license that he was required by the FAA to get that for his moveset? And, uh, and boy, classified as a drone. <laughs> he's classified <laughs> yeah. as a drone on paper. Drone. Drone, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, great match. Uh, it took me back to uh, what felt like was the the TLC days, Edge and Christian, Hardy Boys, Dudley Boys, because yeah. all of those guys said the momentum can't stop. Like it just it we got to make the, there's no rest time in this match, and and I felt yeah. like they did that super well. It held attention. You're totally right. It did not feel like a spot fest, even though it kind of was, and uh, you know, super entertaining. Um, yeah great all around yeah i uh it was funny i when the match started it was just like oh this is just going to be like a regular tag match and only two guys in the ring and i immediately texted the group and i was like i hate this this is so dumb and as soon as i looked up that was like over and then we never went back to that again and so then i was just enthralled but the ending of that where um, where Ricochet did that, uh, that shooting star lands on his knees, and then they uh, Montez did that frog splash onto him. I mean, that was a beautiful ending. So I, I sh- shout out to to those guys. That was that was really fun. And Dawkins got the actual pin. He never yeah. gets to pin anybody. He's yeah. always the guy that gets pinned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. He's the Marty Janetti. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next match. Oh, man, this was a fun one. Shane McMahon segment. Uh, Snoop Dogg, <laughs> oh. The Miz. So oh. just in case you didn't watch it, uh, both nights they did a, a spot like this. But Snoop Dogg made a match between The Miz and, and Shane McMahon's music hit. Did his uh, look good still for being an old guy. Yeah. Uh, did his quick feet. Uh, came to the ring. Did his little punching thing, uh, jumped up really high in the air, and his knee did not last after that. <laughs> and it was uh, the Miz. I thought I was at a friend's house watching on, that. Before you go any further, yeah. I don't know if you know this or not, because but this is what makes it so funny. He tore his quad. The quad. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he tore his quad. Yeah. So, like father, like son. Exactly. <laughs> That's fantastic. And in uh, the in the yeah. the post show match or not match the post show uh, press conference, Triple H praised Snoop on this because what Snoop did uh, wasn't planned. Snoop saw that he was supposed to get beat up, couldn't get beat up anymore. So Snoop did all of that. <laughs> and it was, it was great too, because the Miz seemed lost in there. And I thought, I was like, Oh, the Miz will have this. He's a, he's a veteran. And obviously they told Snoop, you got to go in there. And, and Snoop has been a long time wrestling fan. I've heard him do interviews on it before. Mm-hmm. And man, what that guy had to love that. What a childhood dream. And he got some air on that uh, elbow drop. It looked pretty good. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Backwards, uh, but it was all right. <laughs> It's it's interesting because in the in the press conference I wasn't sure but it almost felt like uh Hunter was throwing shade at Miz and I wasn't sure because he he just said so intently he's like there's a lot of guys who've been in our business for a long time that if that were to happen to them they w- would know what to do and then there was a pause and it's like but Snoop Dogg just stepped in and took control of the situation and like it kind of had this vibe of like, now at the same time, I'm not sure because 
I don't know what Miz could have done in that situation as the guy who was yeah. supposed to get beat up. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I may have. What do you do? <laughs> well, especially because of Shane McLip on a banana peel. What? Yeah. <laughs> especially being one of your bosses, like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yep. Yep. But uh, just was so cool to see Snoop Dogg step into that. For the most part, it was it was close to seamless. Um, there were some rumors that. Uh, that maybe from Gorilla, uh, somebody claimed in the audience that they heard uh, Jessica Carr, the referee, uh, yell at Snoop Dogg to go do something, and that was his entrance back into the ring. But either way, definitely a WrestleMania moment for Snoop. was also a WrestleMania moment for Shane. Just don't think it's the one he expected. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and with, with Dad selling the company now, uh, that's it. <laughs> that was it. it. That's it. That was the last time. <laughs> but I, I love Snoop. I loved what he did. It was great. But when I was watching him and like he like he runs and like tries to bounce off the rope and like the rope doesn't move, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, oh Snoop, you got to lean into it, buddy. You got to it. But he is like, he looks so skinny. He's like a twig. But yeah, yeah it, it was fun to it was fun to to watch him do that uh seth rollins logan paul oh man. Uh, logan logan came out in theatrical was on a zip line uh all i could think was owen hart the whole time yep, uh, but he made it he made it and uh seth rollins came in uh a very jeff jared sean michaels-esque costume did you see his little straps and the Jeff? I was, straps? I was happy to see him take his bra off. That's, yeah, that's yeah, sure. he looked bad. He looked bad. Uh, there was behind the uh, behind stage uh, scene I seen on a video where Becky Lynch saw what he was wearing and she was pretty upset. She didn't get to wear something like that. But that was pretty funny. <laughs> I think but I'm also was, uh, upset she didn't get to wear something like that. <laughs> but I'll tell you that that Logan, love her or hate him, that guy puts on a good match and he flies all over the ring. He has some awesome moves. He he sells it well. He does a good job, and and Seth was went over on there, which he should. Uh, but very entertaining match. I had fun watching it, and I hope Logan Paul continues because he's fun to watch in the ring. Some guys are just made to do this, and it's weird. It's weird that Logan Paul is one of those people. Yep, because he's not one that I would expect, and he. It's just it's things that would even for some trained guys looks very. Contorted, very planned, very, I don't know, uh, out of character for him. Every, even the mess ups just fall in line with everything else. Uh, and I thought it was interesting because I was watching uh, where Seth was reaching up to pull the prime drink dude. Yeah. What's his Casey or K, yeah. whatever his name is. KSI. Uh, KSI down onto the table. I thought, well, that's going to look silly. And he did it. Too, I was like, he did it way too early. But when I noticed Logan Paul, he was looking up in the air. So little, little things. He was looking up in the air because he just spit his drink out, you know, yep, and yep. he jumped while he was looking up in the air instead of looking at the guy. And so then it didn't matter that he didn't, that he pulled him down on the table sooner than probably expected. It Just little things with, with Logan Paul. It's working for him. It's working for him for sure continuing your exact same point like it doesn't make sense how good he is and it, and it just it nope. just shows you that that some people 
I think this this is what it must have felt like when Shawn Michaels hit the scene because you've got so many guys that will say Shawn Michaels is the best in-ring performer of all time. And yeah. I feel like this is what that must have been when Shawn Michaels came onto the scene because that was Shawn Michaels. He just could do it. And yeah. and so it's uh it's so interesting to watch him. Same same thing you said all the little things that um that I'm probably not even educated enough to realize in, in the, in the wrestling business, but so impressive. He's great to watch. He will not get a dime from me or a view outside of wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) I was, uh, was SummerSlam like the first time we saw Logan Paul. I'm trying to remember, um, with his, it was whatever his first match was, like the first time I watched, I was so mad, and my wife was next. My wife was next to me, and I was like, "This is so dumb." So you can just do whatever you want if you have money. You can just say, "I want to wrestle," and then you get to like, "Why is he in the ring?" And by the end of that match, I was like, "I'm impressed by this guy." Yeah. Like, oh my gosh! And then at the Rumble, he won me over when he did that like yeah. uh, that corner to corner jump. I mean, I'm like, this guy can fly. So I was super excited for this match. And Logan Paul delivered. I'm like, he's the best celebrity wrestler there's ever been. Like, he just entertains. Like Mike said, won't give him a dime outside of wrestling. (laughs) But man, I love him in the wrestling. I I wish he would sign a contract and keep going because I love it when Logan Paul is in the ring. It's fun. He's got a uh, he's got a what I call a Goldberg contract. He's yeah. he's, yeah. he's got yeah. like three yeah. matches a year, gets paid a ton of yeah. money, yeah. and and that's about it. <clears throat> Moving on to the women's championship on Saturday night, Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. Uh, I was actually looking forward to this match because both of those can put on a pretty good show. They're probably in my mind the two best women's wrestlers there are, and I was very bored during that match very disappointed until the last five minutes and i was like holy cow this is a great match i thought i honestly thought that rhea ripley broke her neck when charlotte did that uh, ddt move on her oh man you could her face after right after it happened i'm like oh my god i think she just broke her neck and she's out but <laughs> and then charlotte face planted and cut her nose i mean oh. they did some big time moves and it uh it was great at the end uh ended up being a great match rhea won the title uh Whoa, awesome. spoiler. Yep. <laughs> yep. If you haven't if you haven't watched it, don't listen to this episode. <laughs> it's called the recap. <laughs> so you liked it about the day about the time everybody almost died. Yes, yes. Got it, got it, yeah. Got that's, it. That's about the time that I started liking it too. I think <laughs> going whole oh my god. I'm mean, like there was there was one, I guess it was the suplex off the top rope, belly to back off the top rope, where she barely makes it, Charlotte barely yes. makes it over, pronouns, pal. Um, and then the same one again, but not off the top rope, and she skins her nose. like, you're supposed to release, release the belly to back. It's, I don't know. It's it's the, uh, it, it scared me, to be honest, uh, a lot of the, uh, that back half of that match, but especially at the end, I, it was like they were both laying in their shots too. And it almost like they said to each other, let's just go. Yeah. And the only thing if you, and if maybe you notice this, if you watch it again, is that Rhea kind of gave it away that this was the spot she was winning. 
And it was just the expression on her face when she is almost like she started crying when she yeah. went for the pin because she knew that was the go home. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, uh, the other move that I think that we, uh, might've forgotten is that Rhea did a German suplex on, uh, on Charlotte and Charlotte kept rotating and landed on her head. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was that one yep. too, but <clears throat> I'm going to yep. echo what I said um, on the Russell chat podcast, new episode Saturday at 10 a.m. ish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, whew, slip that right in there. Um, Someone I, told him that I give him like a five every time he says it, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm going to echo what I said on, uh, on the other show. Uh, I don't like Charlotte. Because I feel like even though she's a great wrestler, she does work hard. I feel like things have been handed to her and she doesn't appreciate it the same way. And I feel like this is another example because guess what, boys? She's going to be out for an indefinite amount of time uh, because she's entering the bodybuilding world. So I don't know how that works with her WWE contract, but she dropped Mm -hmm. the title so she could go do something else and she's not even going to be around. And so... um, it, it just bugs me that we keep doing stuff with her when it's very clear that, that her passion is not in the business. And so, on the other hand, on the complete polar end of the spectrum, I love Rhea Ripley. Um, I think that it was finally the moment she deserved. I'm so glad she lost two years ago, even though I wanted her, or three years ago, even though I wanted her to win that but the story that has happened since that time like we talked about on Saturday it it culminated the story and I truly truly hope they leave uh, the strap on her for a while because not only does she deserve it but she is a different looking champion for a different group of people and yeah. they need to run with her they need to they need to yeah. keep it on her Man, and I don't know why you have so much hate for Charlotte Flair all she does is Freaking wrestle really good, Mike. Way better than we're going to get from, I think, uh, Ronda Rousey or anyone else. Uh, but all, all I can say is I loved this match because it felt like they were just, like Ant said, laying into each other. They were beating the crap out of each other. So when it got to the end and she had like those tears in her eyes and was laying her, like, like finally getting to pin her, I was like, oh, man job well done you deserve the belt i thought it was awesome hell in the cell match edge versus finn balor as michael noted on our last podcast they brought back the old hell in the cell it looked awesome uh edge or uh, finn balor looked phenomenal coming in i love the paint looked awesome uh edge got uh his face scraped across and and got all cut up and right away he had blood until uh, a ladder came flying at Finn Balor and he missed to block it. And wow, what a gash on his head. Michael cool. was showing us that before we went on. It was a huge gash. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. So they had to stop and staple his head together and he continued on. Uh, very fun match. I enjoyed watching it. I was hoping that carnage happened unplanned, but I was hoping for more carnage. Uh, and I was hoping Finn Balor would win. Um, but overall, I was entertained. It was a good match. It annoys me though that I, I get it. He got hurt, and that was that was a legit. He got hurt. Uh, probably should have, you know, done something to to help him like they did. But it's called hell in a cell. You have three hundred toys to beat each other up with. 
but God forbid you show any blood. <laughs> Why have the match? Just have a normal match then where you do, where you, it's a really good match to put two guys that are need to end something inside Hell in a Cell. That's where you take the gloves off. This is the one where you can ignore the the rating you can ignore or don't have it i think it's it's one of the i don't want to see a hell in the cell where you stop a match because a guy's bleeding that just seems silly why did you have the match in the first place looking at it his brains are hanging out i understood why they stopped it yes you know you you could see it but dad gum i mean that you know if if they had planned a normal spot where he does bleed things like that probably wouldn't happen and, uh, and saying it wouldn't is probably probably wrong too. But just that part of that, it takes me out of it. I was already, I was well into the suspended disbelief until things like that go down. And they did a really good job, though. If if they needed to stay away from it, none of the cameras went to Finn while it was going on, and action continued. It wasn't action as far as them fighting, but it was action with Edge being the yeah. pro. And okay, you know what? While that's going on, I should go get a ladder. I should go get this. I should go do that. I should plan yeah. for my next spot. And the cameras followed him while all of that happened. So when it comes to a, a they so I heard some guys this morning on Busted Open talking about how uh, no AEW would, yeah. would show yeah would no show intended. that uh, the guys who are when they were doing the uh, a ladder match the referees are holding ladders yeah so the guys don't fall well okay so you do that but as a production uh, if you're doing production right you don't show the ref holding the ladder right. that was the difference in the way. Both things are shot, but anyway, I th- overall, I thought it was a great match. It looked like it was cut short, obviously because of that. But man, they still got their stuff in, and uh, it looked good. One one quick note I want to say before you go, Mike yeah. is is he went and got grabbed all that stuff, and I was excited right away because everything was purple and red. They painted all the chairs and the tables and the kendo sticks, <laughs> and then it's like somebody forgot to paint the rest. And I'm like, oh come on, if you're gonna go all in, go all in on this. So. The whole concept of weapons under the ring has plagued wrestling for years. I've made this joke on the Man Child Chronicles podcast before. It's like, hey, Rick, we've got uh, trash can, street signs, kitchen sinks, this head that Al Snow put underneath here. What are we going to do with it? We have this whole arena, but... Apparently, we're out of storage. You know what, Ted? Just put it under the ring. We'll be fine. (laughs) And (laughs) it's like, so first of all, How does this stuff get there? And after years, who keeps making the same mistake to put weapons underneath the ring? Okay, so that's already enough to pull me out of suspended disbelief. Then, in what has otherwise been a very reality-based feud, other than just the, the concept of the demon and the devil, like that was just marketing, okay? That's fine. That's not really part of the feud. Who in the world went... I have an idea that's going to elevate this match. Colors. And it's just like, it it ruined part of it for me that, that, okay, it's already enough. Like, why does a wrestling promotion have kendo sticks? It makes no sense whatsoever. But furthermore, then when you color coat them, it just removes it from reality that much more. And then if everything had gone according to plan, it would have been passable for me. But then when the injury happened and they got told to cut it short, it was very evident because when the, when the camera was following edge around and he was setting up spots, 
he set up several spots and was doing and was holding several things and doing different things that never came to fruition. Yep. And so um, it was very clear that a lot of the match got cut. And then when it happened with Shane too, uh, there was a significant amount of time later in the show where it was like five random video packages back to back to back. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Because <laughs> they were trying to fill Here's time the back. entrances from the uh, 12 guys from the night yeah. before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so, and so uh, I I was really looking forward to that match. I was disappointed in it, not because of anything that could have been avoided, but just wrestling happened, people got hurt. Um it was the smart decision for Edge to go over uh because in the f- even though short term Finn would have been better to elevate the star, but Edge had to put the final nail in the coffin of the Judgment Day story. And so it made the most sense to do that. But I was still just a little disappointed in what it was. Um, I thought it was, I, I was curious what you guys knew about it because it definitely felt like it got rushed. But I always like looking at the the betting odds going into these matches and i love getting an idea of what's going to happen because it's like well these betting odds are usually pretty accurate and i'll speak to uh the inaccuracy of betting odds on the next match but this one had no this one had no loser both were favored to win edge was favored minus 120 balor was favored minus 120 to win and so I thought that was weird and it it just, it never changed. Even on Sunday, the betting odds didn't change. Both were favored to win. And so I was curious if you guys knew anything behind the scenes on that, what, why it was that way. Interesting. No, but why would they both be negative 20 or both, 120? Yeah. Yeah. But both, both were at negative 120 favored to win. So th- there why is was it not no- zero. Is that not how betting odds work? No, <laughs> it is not. But it, it was just, it was odd. Both both were favored to win. So I didn't know what to expect from the match. And then Balor got hurt. They obviously had to rush it. But I was just like, huh, I wonder if there's more information behind the scenes on that. I don't know enough about betting to uh, to know what those even mean. But it was, you know, uh, and I wonder if they don't also play some of that now that that is becoming a thing in pro wrestling is... <laughs> Well, just you don't don't tip your hand in any way. Just make them both winners. I don't even understand <laughs> yeah. how that works. How does a yeah. how does a written show allow betting? Like I know just, it seems People like bet a, on anything. Mike, they will bet anything. on anything. No, and I'm not understanding how the SEC allows it to be legal. Like that's what I'm legal. saying. It's a thousand percent legal. And for the most part, you look at the betting odds. That's the person who wins. So if I'm looking at that, and so in there's a reason behind it. So when, um, oh, when the um, when Brock was favored at minus uh, nine hundred, that means I have to spend nine hundred just to earn one hundred dollars. And so they do that because they they're they're discouraging people from betting on uh, on that, but. A lot of them were pretty close on odds, but that one was the closest one um, on when it came when it came to betting odds. There, there was no technical loser; both were favored to win. So I just thought if they have to if they have to tell in any way, it may have just been undecided before they went to the ring. That's what it seems like. It seems like it was yeah. an undecided finish. So I just I thought that was weird. Hmm. 
marquee match of WrestleMania, Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes. So much going into this. The bloodline, Cody wanting to win the title as dad never could. Uh, it took him 800 hours to get to the ring. Uh, very long between matches. I almost fell asleep before that match. I was trying to stay awake. Uh, but uh, very entertaining match. Uh, I wish, and I, I know why Roman ended up winning. I know why he didn't win clean. But, man, I was hoping he would at least win clean for one match. I was really hoping. I knew that guy was going to come back out. And, man, I was hoping for his brother to come out and do something. I thought that would have been so epic, but it never happened. But I I really enjoyed the match. I understand why Roman won. Uh, it's a great feud, I think, if they can keep it going somehow and wrestle at SummerSlam or after that. But that will get him his thousand days that they keep pushing for and pushing for. Uh, but very entertaining match. Uh, I loved it. It was great. Yeah, it was a great, great, great match. Uh, do you remember like when you're in school and you're thinking that hey, I'm almost finished with this book and you turn the page and you're like, ah, crap, there's another chapter. I think that's kind of how it feels with this feud. But also think about this. Would this have been a good story? Cody Rhodes comes back, beats Seth Rollins three times, goes away on an injury, comes back, wins all of his matches, and then goes to WrestleMania and wins the championship? Well, that's not really a story. There's no, there's nothing there for him, for him now to go back and reflect on something his dad promo, his dad cut. There's no hard times for Cody Rhodes. He goes and creates a company and leaves and creates a company comes back and wins every match and wins the championship. That's not, that's not anything to sink your teeth. It had been cool for him to win at WrestleMania, but maybe the goal is to write this for an entire year. And then all you see all these struggles now that he has to go through until next year. I mean, I, I, it's the I Daniel think some Bryan people thinking line. that, yeah, yeah. And I think that some people are seeing that maybe it's Cody and uh, Solo Sokoa going now. I think the story is still with he and Roman going, you can't beat me on your own. You have to have all these other guys come in and help you on a match. You can't beat me one-on-one. Uh, I, I think Roman winning was 100% the right call. And, and I think that, and I actually have a different reason, even though you're hundred percent right. Um, I, I think it's, it's triple H's boldness, uh, to not go with, uh, to, to not get antsy in, in pace. Okay. You think back to days gone by. Hulk Hogan held the title a lot longer than this. You know, I don't really want to talk about Pedro Morales or Bruno San Martino because that was a completely different type of wrestling, everything like that. But, you know, there's a lot of people that have held the title, you know, roughly this time uh, and longer. And and it's okay. You can have a dominant champion for extended periods of time. And so uh, even though... I, you know, I said Saturday on the Russell Chat podcast with new episodes Saturdays uh, around tennish that uh, that I would not be disappointed with either outcome, and I meant that. Do I think it would have been cool if Cody would have wanted at WrestleMania? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, but having digested it and and really thinking on it now, um, 
what Roman said after the press conference or uh, during the press conference afterwards is a hundred percent right. And those press conferences are super cool because they're like equal parts kayfabe and reality. It's really yep. cool. Um, but but he said, "I'm waiting for somebody to come take this from me." And it was yep. it was Joe saying that, not Roman Reigns. Joe's yep. sitting here going, "Dude, I don't see my kids." I'm gone all the time. Can somebody please just come take this from me? But the reality yep. is there is nobody right now. And and uh, Cody will be that guy at some point. But as Ant pointed out, you can't just stroll into a company, have a couple wins, and expect it to be meaningful or to have that place yep. of, of, of where you need to be. And so 100% the right call for Roman Reigns. Uh, just, I would put this match up there with some of the best WrestleMania matches of all time. It was a showstopper. All of the typical tropes that we run into, uh, I, I poke at John Cena, but you know, every John Cena match, you, you were counting on 17, 25 finishers at a WrestleMania. And even though we saw that a little bit, it was so well done that it felt right. It felt whole. And, um, I will, I will, I will not go back and watch any uh, matches from WrestleMania. I will go back and watch that one because it is, it is a clinic on wrestling. It is a clinic on storytelling and it just, it, it, it allowed me to exit this world for just a little while. And, uh, it was, it was awesome. Loved, loved what it was. And final point, uh, per, uh, one of the wrestling news sites, Roman Reigns's entrance was officially per fact, the longest WrestleMania entrance of all time. Ever. (laughs) I tell you what, (laughs) that takes a special talent to beat, uh, to beat taker and triple H. Um, I will say this real quick on the betting odds. I was excited to get to this. So there were only two matches that the betting odds had it wrong. And the first one was, uh, Dominic Mysterio and Ray Mysterio. They had Dominic favored at minus minus one fifty, and Ray Mysterio was at plus 100. And so, um, it was a really tight one. And so when it didn't line up, it, it was like, oh, okay, well, that the odds were super close together. This one, the odds were way off. Roman Reigns was at a plus 450, meaning if I bet a hundred bucks, I would get my hundred bucks back plus four hundred and fifty dollars. Cody Rhodes was at a minus 800. So just to earn a hundred dollars, I would have to throw wow. down eight hundred dollars. There were a lot of people who bet on Cody Rhodes because of these betting odds. People who lost like 50, 60 grand because they were betting high dollars on Cody Rhodes, expecting to get some of that money back. And they did not. Roman Reigns uh, won that. And it, I was shocked because these, I've never seen betting odds this far apart in wrestling and not have it go that way. So this is the first time I've seen the odds be that spread apart and it not go that way. So that makes me think they leaked to uh they leaked it out that Cody Rhodes was gonna win and then just swerved everybody by having Roman win, which That's I thought was That's why I'm trying to cool. figure out why this is legal. It's legal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
to- totally crazy. But yeah, um, if if you uh, follow the the betting odds like I do, that was not how you expected it. I thought, well, Cody Rhodes is obviously going to win. I'm excited to see the story play out, and that is not what happened. So I was shocked. Well, in just a few minutes, Raw is going to happen, and the best yeah. Raw to watch is the Raw after Mania. Yep. You guys got any uh, predictions or surprises that you think might happen tonight? I don't know about surprises anymore. I mean, a lot of what I thought might happen from Mania didn't, uh, or at least uh, I thought Cody Cody would end up winning and there would be something else. Um, I think that storyline just continues. So I don't think there's a surprise there coming now. Uh, I know that uh, Triple H is kicking off the show. I wonder if that's not the new belt. Um, so there's been a lot of buzz about a new belt. So I wonder if that's not how it starts and he introduces it and shows it. And that's how he you know, congratulates Roman. Uh, I don't know, but it's commercial free for the entire first hour. So it's nothing but nothing but raw. It's going to be Conor McGregor, baby. Come on out, Conor McGregor. Welcome <laughs> yeah, to the UFC, baby. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for. Going back to our, our, our conversation about the blood earlier. It's like mm-hmm. it, they already had this deal locked in place before WrestleMania. It's like you're merging with the UFC and we still can't show blood. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> They're going to have to figure that one out. Yeah. yeah. There's guys yeah. That, that, that scrape the cage and are bleeding for the rest of the time. <laughs> yep. Yep. But uh, uh, in terms of surprises for tonight, I felt like they, they advertised a lot of surprises and we really didn't get any over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Shane, but it was it was really light uh, uh, surprises or whatever wise that is normally from a mania. I'm hoping we're pushing some stuff to tonight uh, here in five minutes, but uh, wrapping it up, uh, there was a video circulating online where somebody saw Bray Wyatt in traffic and he made a comment that tonight was his WrestleMania. And so um, there could be something happening with Bray Wyatt we were thinking that maybe we could get some Randy Orton, but it sounds like that's not a thing right now. Uh, it sounds yeah. like he's still on the shelf potentially, uh, with one foot in retirement, unfortunately. Um, but past what that, e? what about Big E? Haven't heard any news on Big E. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It could be. He's still at the Snickers vending machine. I think trying to figure <laughs> <one> out. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I hope we get something tonight. Uh, I'm not going to be greedy about it, but just one one good surprise. Um, nice. But, uh, it'll we'll see. Cool. All right. Well, that's our recap for tonight. We're going to go watch some raw. Hope for some surprises. Until next time. Peace. We out of here. Thanks for joining us today on the Manchild Chronicles. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms at the Manchild Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time.